Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Today's episode is a spotlight on vitamin C. Vitamin C is often the unsung hero of the nutrient world. So today we're going to be talking about the role of vitamin C for optimal health in a runner. We're going to be talking about how vitamin C will act as an antioxidant, how it supports the immune system, collagen production, iron absorption, and energy production, all vital for a healthy runner. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionist friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance, and especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for a guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalized sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Club. Welcome back everyone. I'm Karen and I'm here with Aileen today. Now we're going to dive straight into our topic today, which is a highlight on vitamin C or a spotlight. We are highlighting it and we're also spotlighting vitamin C. So let's start really with a quick overview of vitamin C. Now vitamin C, everybody will have heard of it, is an essential water-soluble nutrient that is naturally found in some plant foods. It is essential because we as humans can't produce it, so we need to get it from our diets. Now, it's a water-soluble vitamin, which means the body can't store it, so we do need to get a constant supply through our diets. So, Aileen, thinking about that, what would be the signs of um, a vitamin C deficiency? What would people need to look out for? Well, it's it's quite rare for people in the Western world to suffer from a vitamin C deficiency, really due to the abundance of fresh foods being re- readily available and also uh, vitamin C sometimes added to uh, prepared foods as well. Um, but, you know, we'll have all, you know, we all know the history of years gone by when, you know, people didn't have access to vitamin C and, um, you know, they got things like scurvy. So, you know, we're very fortunate that we've got all these wonderful um, fruits and vegetables available to us. But, um, you know, there is a concept these days of, of people being malnourished. and That's because they don't eat a nutrient-dense diet. And if that's the case, they, they might have a high requirement for vitamin C over and above, um, you know, 
the day-to-day requirements and and if that's a situation that somebody finds themselves in they might become deficient and also some people might be um, eating enough vitamin c through their food but they could become depleted um, due to chronic or acute illness uh, due to stress medications perhaps exposure to toxins and all of these things mean that we might be prone to low vitamin C levels. So um, it shouldn't be an issue, but often it can be. Um, So the signs and symptoms of vitamin C deficiency um, are quite wide and varied. So some typical signs and symptoms are that you might have dry, brittle hair and nails. Um, Sometimes um, people look at their nails and they're spoon shaped and they have vertical lines running through them. That's another sign of of deficiency. Um, Having rough, bumpy skin, particularly on the upper arms and the thighs or the buttocks can be a sign. Uh, Easy bruising is also a common symptom and can be an obvious sign of deficiency as well as slow wound healing. Um, weak bones possibly appearing as stress fractures in runners things like bleeding gums you know so when you brush your teeth and you notice there's some bleeding and perhaps it's um, just having recurrent colds and infections you might not even make the connection but if you're somebody that every few weeks you complain you know I've got another cold again that could be a sign of deficiency yeah, absolutely. And what I would just um, add there, Aileen, as you're reading through those, it's just come to me that some of these signs and symptoms um, are similar to um, what you find in other deficiencies. So it might not necessarily be vitamin C, but it could be, but it could be others. And what was standing out for me really was was iron. Um, some of the symptoms or, or low thyroid hormone could have some similar symptoms there. So just yeah, and vitamin C and iron are, are very close they work closely together so um yeah you're right to point those out thanks Karen yeah yeah and one of the questions actually we often get asked is so how much vitamin c do we require well the national institutes of health say that the recommended dietary allowance so we speak about the rda for adults that is is between 75 milligrams to 120 milligrams per day with higher amounts required say for people who are pregnant for women who are pregnant or lactating and also for small now, the RDA is, is seen as the average daily level of intake sufficient to meet the nutrient requirements of nearly all. So they're looking at between 97% to 98% um, of healthy individuals. And it's often used to plan nutritionally adequate adequate diets for individuals. So this is just an adequacy to prevent illness, it's not looking at optimal levels. Now, the tolerable upper intake levels, known as the ULs for vitamin C, is 200 milligrams per day for both adult men and and women. Now, the tolerable upper intake level is the maximum level of total chronic intake of um, of any nutrient really from all sources judged to be unlikely to pose a risk of adverse health effects in humans and for vitamin c like i say that 
UL is, is 2,000 milligrams. Now, I think the key thing to note here is, is chronic. So consuming high levels of vitamin C for short-term periods is unlikely to do any harm. In some health cases, though, high doses of vitamin C may be appropriate, but under supervision. Now, vitamin C overall does have low toxicity and it, it isn't really believed to cause any serious adverse effects at, at these high intakes. The most common complaints really that, um, that are noted and also we hear about are the likes of diarrhea, nausea, abdominal cramps and, um, and other gastrointestinal disturbances. So it does seem to, uh, at really high levels, affect the digestive system, but um, there isn't any other real um, toxic elements to vitamin C. Yeah, I mean, that tends to be something we point out if we're advising people to take vitamin C as a as a supplement, that that can, you know, when they're not used to it, it, it can sometimes have those kind of effects. Um, so always, you know, Karen and I will always um, advocate a food first approach. So eating lots of vitamin rich food on a day to day basis is really important. But, you know, as always, there are some cases when supplementing with vitamin C is is going to be supportive and necessary. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, I don't want to read out a big long list of foods, but I thought it would be a good idea just to highlight um, some of the vitamin C rich foods. Um, so I think we all sort of identify with vitamin C coming from citrus food fruits because that's what everybody's told us you know so oranges grapefruits lemons limes we've been taught that as as children really Um, but there are some other fruits and vegetables that have you know good content of vitamin c and it's really important that we include a variety of these in our diet so berries uh, have got a good amount of vitamin c in and the tropical fruits things like kiwi papaya pineapple mango um, you know all of them are good and surprisingly green leafy and cruciferous vegetables um so you wouldn't normally identify that with vitamin c there but you know having things like broccoli kale parsley brussels sprouts spinach watercress uh, will all contribute to vitamin c status as well as red and green peppers and tomatoes so it's all the the fruits and vegetables that i've mentioned there that would be really helpful to have in your food plan and also um Liver. If you if you uh, if you eat liver, that's also a good uh, source of vitamin vitamin C. Um, so fruits and vegetables are best eaten uh, raw if you can, because that will maximize maximize the nutrient value. Um, it's thought that. Uh, preparation, cooking and exposure to oxygen can reduce the vitamin C content of fruits and vegetables by about 25%. Um, so that's the, the advice, eat them eat them raw and eat them quickly so they're not hanging about and losing their vitamin C content. So th- there's lots of opportunities for us to get uh, vitamin C in our day-to-day food plan. Um, we always um, advocate eating a rainbow of colourful fruits and vegetables every day. And um, if you uh, follow our suggestion of half a plate of vegetables or salads at each meal, uh, which tends to equate between seven and nine portions of vegetables a day uh, and a couple of portions of fruit a day, then you're probably going to get the vitamin C that you require uh, through your your everyday food plan. 
Um, so that's quite good to know. Uh, but obviously, there are times where we might need to have a higher intake, and we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, absolutely. So, so really, now we've got a, a good background on vitamin C. So what we'll do now is move on to chat about some specific reasons vitamin C could be um, um, important for a runner and how it could support a runner. So what I would say is that, that as a runner, one of our key health goals really is to stay healthy. You know, we want to avoid illness, avoid infection, so that we can stick to our training plans and our race schedules as well. It's all really important to us. So so I would say that really listening to what we've spoken about already, optimal vitamin C status would really help to support that overall health. But in particular, there are a few roles of vitamin C which could support um, a runner specifically so overall health but but key for a runner and and those um, actions include vitamin c um, being an antioxidant um, uh, molecule it also helps prevent against infections by supporting our immune systems it can also help support collagen protection which is really key for musculoskeletal health and it's involved in the energy production cycle and um, and also can support iron absorption. So and and like I say, all of these areas are really key to to our running, to our recovery and optimal performance, really. Yeah, so let's let's look at each of those areas sort of one by one. So if I start with thinking about vitamin C as being a powerful antioxidant, and that, that's something, again, I'm sure we've explained many times um, in different episodes because it is really antioxidants are, are very important to our health. So what an antioxidant does is is able to mop up free radicals, which these free radicals are the things that cause oxidative stress and inflammation in the body. Now, our natural bodily processes of metabolism, energy production and detoxification all lead to this oxidative stress and to the production of the molecules that are called free radicals. And what our bodies need to do is to neutralize the free radicals to stop them and prevent them causing damage within the cells. And to do that, we need antioxidants. And vitamin C is one of those antioxidants that can perform that role. Um, and as I said, we've talked about how oxidative stress um, is something that, um, you know, is, is, well, it's an actual process, but it's something that is, you know, I suppose, Promoters isn't maybe the right word, but it's created by being an endurance runner, isn't it? And it's likely that, you know, we just by going out for a run, we're creating this oxidative stress. So it's really important that we have a food plan that's naturally rich in antioxidants and that will be very supportive in dealing with these additional free radicals that we've created. Yeah, absolutely. And Aileen, you were saying about how um, this oxidative stress can can create inflammation and, um, you know, vitamin C has an important role within the, the immune system. So and, and what it does, it's really it's required for the production and the modulation of immune cells that help to protect the body from um, invading pathogens um, and, and supports the immune system, helping to prevent 
um, the development of certain chronic diseases and also responds quickly to acute illnesses and infections, as well as the inflammation helping to reduce if we've got optimal um, immune function, then it's going to reduce the, the risk of inflammation occurring or um, diminish it um, efficiently. Now, consuming extra vitamin C may be beneficial for endurance runners because intense exercise might be a trigger um, for the immune system leading to that inflammation. And, and additional vitamin C is also known to support that efficient repair and building of, of muscle. So it can, um, as you can see, inflammation um, and the immune system, it, it, vitamin C can really support, but also that uh, efficient repair and building of muscle, again, linked to um, inflammation and and reducing that inflammation. Yeah, we mentioned earlier about musculoskeletal health, Karen, and um, vitamin C is a really important building block for the formation of collagen. So collagen is a, a protein which is a, a vital structural component of skin, bones, cartilage, and connective tissues, as well as in other parts of the body. And there's evidence that suggests that the collagen peptides can boost calcium absorption and that will lead to improved bone mineral density and also maintain bone strength. Uh, and that's obviously very important for the maintenance of our bones and joints and, and will also help with healing uh, post-injury. Uh, so the building blocks are, are the you know, the ingredients really that uh, make up um, collagen. Um, so the building blocks are protein, vitamin C, zinc and copper. So you can see that if you were deficient in vitamin C, then your ability to make collagen might be compromised. Or, you know, if you were re recovering from an injury, you might have a higher requirement of vitamin C. And that's where, you know, having the day-to-day -day vitamin C is important, but you might need more than the day-to-day -day recommendations to help you heal. Um, and then, you know, we also mentioned, and I won't go into much detail on this, uh, but vitamin C is involved in energy production and it also supports iron absorption. And iron is an important cofactor in energy production too. So you can see how all of this is really going to be supportive to uh, being a healthy runner. Mm, absolutely. And, and, and from all of this, you can really see how how powerful a nutrient vitamin C is in, in creating health. So so in a minute, we're going to look at some research linked to to vitamin C for for a runner or an athlete generally. But first, let's stop for a short advert break, shall we, Aileen? Yes. Yeah, so um, this is a part of the podcast or the episode where Karen and I just take a moment to talk to you about what we do outside of the podcast. Um, so what I thought we'd do today is just um, share with you that in the latter part of 2021, Karen and I redesigned our website and it was um, a bit of a labour of love. It took a few um, weeks to get done. Um, but uh, we'd really love if you haven't been on the website recently to pop over and take a look at it. Um, it's called uh, runnershealthhub.com. That's where you'll find it. Um, so the, the areas that we thought were really great for you to take a look at would be to check out our work with us, us page. And that gives you an opportunity to have a peek at the different programs and services we offer. 
and, and also uh, an opportunity to book a complimentary call with us. So if, you th- if you're thinking of working with us, we can help you choose the best way to work with us. And um, that would, uh, you know, it's a complimentary short call and we can get, guide you in the right direction so that uh, we can help you with your running and health goals. And we'd also like to suggest that you took a look at our podcast and our blog page too. And the reason uh, well, you're already a listener, so thank you very much for listening to the podcast. But you might want to take a look at that podcast page because it lists all of our collections. So we've got over 100 episodes now, which is hard to believe, but we have. And uh, we wanted to really make it easy for you to dip into our back catalogue so that you can find an episode which might help you on whatever your current health or running goal is because sometimes people say to us that you know they've heard us talking about something they want to refresh but they can't remember which episode it is um so you'll find that there's i think nine different collections so anything that is related to each other we've put into a collection uh, so if you've got a particular issue and uh, you can check it out there um, then you'll see all the different episodes related to that topic And also, uh, we just wanted to point out our blog page. Um, So we tend to write a blog every week. Some of it's related to the episode that we've uh, just published, or it might be a different topic altogether. Um, So again, there's a search function there. uh, But if you'd like some quick information on a topic, and perhaps you don't have time to listen to an episode, um, checking out a blog would be a really quick and easy thing to do just to get some quick advice. So we do plan to keep developing the website and our next plan is to create a page on the website with links and special offers to our our favourite suppliers. We often mention brands of food, uh, supplements, tests and equipment uh, when we're chatting to you. And so our plan is to bring a, a list together of some of the special offers for you so that you know, in you know, you might be listening and thinking, oh yes, I need a magnesium um supplement or I'd like to do a vitamin D test or something like that and and you can find the resources all in in one place. Um, So if there is um, a particular product or or anything that you would like us to uh, make available to you or point you in the right direction of how to get a special offer, do let us know uh, what your favourite brands are and we'll do our best to um, get a special offer for you and we will let you know when the page goes live hopefully it'll be in the next few weeks um so th- that's what i wanted to share today thank you thanks very much aileen so so now what we're going to do is move on and answer a couple of questions so the questions are do i need to supplement with vitamin c which is a very important question and are there any instances when this would support my running performance and recovery so what we're going to do is consider three studies that kind of look at these areas and the first one is titled antioxidants and exercise performance with a focus on vitamin e and C supplementation. Now, given the role um, of antioxidants in protection against free radicals, it it has become common practice amongst athletes to consume antioxidant supplements to combat the muscle damage and fatigue, um, but also to enhance their performance. And I suppose their, their, their performance will be enhanced if they've got less muscle damage and less fatigue. However, evidence does suggest that 
potentially antioxidant supplementation could impair exercise training adaptations. Now, this paper reviewed a number of studies looking at vitamin E and C supplementation separately or combined. And they concluded that muscle strength and function are not actually influenced by vitamin C supplementation. However, what they did find was that individuals with a poor vitamin C status appeared to benefit most from supplementation. So, so, so really what that's saying is that um, it was reported to be beneficial um, for increasing exercise performance in individuals who already had a low baseline level of vitamin C. So, so that's interesting, I think. Um, also, there was a, a comment about vitamin C having a positive influence on recovery in an acute situation. So, for example, maybe after an intense burst of exercise. So, so, so really, in, in, in summary, if, if you've already got um, um, good levels of vitamin C um, on a daily basis, then supplementation may not have an effect on performance. But if your baseline level is low, then it could potentially be supportive. Yeah, so, so our suggestion would be that if you are someone who's potentially deficient or depleted in vitamin C, it may be advantageous to take a supplement for a short period, maybe um, maybe days or weeks to support recovery. Um, you know, so for instance, I often suggest vitamin C when people are in highly stressed states because that tends to be one of the things that really depletes vitamin C. Um, so, and, and obviously, you know, when you are training for some long endurance runs, that might be putting you into a state of stress. So, your vitamin D status might be lower at that point. Um, Okay, so that was interesting, Karen. So the, the, the next study that we had a, a look at was looking at collagen synthesis. Um, and it was looking at whether vitamin C supplementation uh, helped really with collagen synth synthesis and oxidative stress after a musculoskeletal injury, uh, which was what we were mentioning earlier. Um, so this review was really looking at vitamin C as, as part of a treatment protocol to promote collagen synthesis and also um, promote soft tissue healing after an injury. Um, what they concluded was that preclinical studies demonstrated that vitamin C has the potential to accelerate bone healing after a fracture and increase um, collagen synthesis and reduce oxidative stress. So the preclinical studies, they are, tend to be studies that are in vitro, so that's in cell culture or, or in test tubes or in vivo, which is in animal studies. And then usually when there's some evidence, it might then be developed into a full clinical human study. Um, and the review that this paper looked at, um, there were three human studies were reviewed out of, I think they started with several hundred, but with, within their sifting process, they got down to three human studies. Um, so what what they um, concluded was that there were no adverse effects reported with vitamin C supplementation in the animal models or the human models. Um, so they, they were saying that oral vitamin C appears to be a safe supplement, but 
they also commented that it lacked clinical evidence compared with controls. Uh, and they also said because of the limited number of human studies that they were suggesting further clinical investigations were needed um, to before that they could truly um, suggest that using vitamin C um, as a post-injury supplement would be beneficial. Um, but, you know, I certainly would say that um, promoting collagen after an injury would be a positive thing. Yeah, I think that is something that we would that we would recommend, isn't it, to sort of supplement the vitamin C in the days, potentially weeks. It depends on the on the situation, um, but but certainly for days and several weeks um, after a, a fracture or soft tissue injury, really to promote that healing. But as always, Aileen, yes, the research is is needed and further research is needed, but there is there is um, the start of some evidence coming through. So let's now consider how vitamin C may help with inflammation and immunology, so supporting the immune system. So we'll look at one aspect um, which many runners are concerned with really, and we've got a lot of questions about, and that's DOMS, so that delayed onset muscle soreness. Now, the the research paper here um, was titled Recent Progress in Applicability of Exercise Immunology and Inflammation Research to Sports Nutrition. Now, this was a 2021 review, so a really recent review um, looking at how nutrition could help prevent and or assist with recovery from um, the harmful effects of that strenuous acute exercise and um, physical training, um, which leads to sort of the decreased immunity, organ injury, inflammation, oxidative stress and fatigue, a lot of what we've spoken about. Um, And they were looking at it with a focus on nutritional supplements. Now, one part of the review commented on vitamin C and referenced a few studies which had trialled vitamin C supplementation to help alleviate DOMS. And vitamin C um, was supplemented at 500 um, to 100 milligrams per day from between 14 to 28 days. And what they found was in some studies, um, they combined this with vitamin E. And it did appear that, that symptoms of DOMS was alleviated. Um, um, and that's whether it was combined with vitamin E or if it was vitamin C on its own. So, so that's quite interesting. Yeah, just slight slip of the tongue there, Karen. It was 500 to 1,000 milligrams was the supplement amount. Um, so, yeah, which, um, you know, makes sense, doesn't it? Um, yes. So yes. Yeah, so what, what we would say there is I think that we could link these results back to the earlier comment that that we made that if you're vitamin D vitamin C deficient or you're depleted in vitamin C, that could be an underlying reason for poor recovery and aches and pains. And in those instances, supplementing may be a really good suggestion. Um, okay, so so moving on, um, I think the second part of the question was um, how would I choose a, a vitamin C supplement? So. Um, vitamin C is also called ascorbic acid, so you might see that on that name on some supplements. Um, but, and I think, you know, it's really down to how you like to consume a supplement. You do find it in lots of different formats. You'll find 
capsules, chewable um, gummy types, um, almost like sweets, effervescent tablets, powders, liquids, um, lots of different ways, sprays even. Um, so the ascorbic acid is the form of vitamin C that's found naturally in food and it has really good bioavailability. But some people find it too acidic and it can um, affect their digestion and their gut and they find they can't tolerate higher doses. And in those cases, you might want to choose a supplement which is buffered with minerals and that makes it um, much easier for your digestive system to tolerate it. So um, the the sort of um, buffering agents uh, are often things like calcium and magnesium um, and they are, are buffered with vitamin C and many people find these to be a gentle form of vitamin C and as I say better tolerated by the, the gut. Um, just a, a sort of um, cautionary note it's it's a good idea to just consider what the accompanying dose of the mineral is either the calcium or magnesium just so that you can factor that into your overall uh, supplement plan to yeah. higher levels so that would just be a little bit of advice mm, excellent and, and also with um vitamin c supplements you you do sometimes find that that they're um they're put together with other synergistic nutrients um to, um or you may find that vitamin C is added to other main nutrients. And I'm thinking here, we spoke about iron and vitamin C earlier, didn't we, Aileen? So you might find that there's an iron supplement and it's got some um, vitamin C in there as well, just to, to enhance that absorption. But um, sometimes you find it uh, linked with uh, bioflavonoids. Now, they're beneficial plant compounds and often added to vitamin C supplements, and they deliver extra immune benefits and may also help to increase the bioavailability of the vitamin C. And, and also, you can sometimes find time-release vitamin C, and that's often a preferred choice because um, vitamin C's has better bioavailability when it's taken in small doses um, throughout the day. So a time-release formula really aims to solve the problem of taking multiple tablets um, by releasing the vitamin C slowly throughout the day. So, you know, that's a win-win situation, really. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, you know, particularly if somebody's got a, you know, they need to have regular vitamin C. So, yeah, yeah definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can take your vitamin C. And as I say, mostly it's to do with preference. And we've mentioned, um, you know, dosing. So remember to check the labels and see what, what the label actually says. Um, one of our favorite vitamin C supplements is from a company called Yorzuki. Um, and their vitamin C is in a small sachet and it comes in two flavors, watermelon and, and citrus. And one sachet uh, actually delivers a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. And they also have some vitamin E added, which, you know, as we've learned today from one of the studies, um, you know, that that's something that seems to work quite well with vitamin C. Um, they're very easy to consume. Uh, you can consume it straight from the sachet, which is what I tend to do. Um, or you can add it to water or smoothie or a yogurt. 
um, if you don't want to take it direct from the sachet. Um, and all of the uh, Yorzuki products are delivered via a lipo shield, um, and that's a special lipid emulsion that uh, wraps the nutrients in. Um, and they, this sort of forms a protective barrier around the nutrients, helping to deliver them through the digestive system. So we both use your Zuki supplements and we really love them. And if you're um, interested in them, you can find them at their website, which is yourzuki.com. So that's Z-O-O-K-I.com. And, and they sell them across the world. So wherever you're listening, you'll be able to find them. Um, but if you would like to give your Zuki a try, you might want to use our special discount code. Uh, which is Runners Health Hub 20. So when you uh, use that code at the checkout, the discount code will provide you and you can feel free to share it with friends, family and anyone else. Um, and that will give you a 20% discount off the entire Zuki range. Um, and they you can buy them as one off or you can buy a bundle or a subscription. So there's lots of different ways you can uh, purchase them so we'll put all the details in the show notes and hopefully you'll be able to find them there and if you can't drop us a line and we'll send you the code great thanks Aileen and thanks really for some really helpful information um on vitamin c food sources but also on choosing an appropriate supplement as well so just to round up before we go could you give us your key takeaways please yeah, sure. So the vitamin C is an essential water-soluble nutrient. Um, humans can't produce it and we can't store it in our bodies, so we do need to get it from our diet. It's vital to eat a rainbow of fruit and vegetables every day, and that will really help maximise uh, your food intake of vitamin C. Uh, optimal vitamin C status will support the overall health of a runner, um, including acting as an antioxidant, supporting the immune system, helping with collagen production, iron absorption, and energy production. Uh, muscle strength and function are not influenced by vitamin C supplementation, so the research tells us so far. Um, however, individuals with a poor vitamin C status may benefit from supplementation, and in turn, that may support their running performance. Um, so we've suggested that runners might benefit from supplementation following an injury or to support recovery, particularly when following an intensive training program. And it may also help with energy uh, production and DOMS. And thinking about supplementation, uh, consider supplementing somewhere between 500 and 2000 milligrams a day can be supportive. And remember that the tolerable upper level is 3000 milligrams a day. Um, so somewhere within that range, you may be able to find a dose that works for you. Um, but as always, you know, we, we always suggest you may need some um, professional advice on taking supplements. And if that's something that you need help with, you know where to find us. Great. Thanks, Aileen. And thanks again for spotlighting vitamin C for us today. And remember, everyone, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well, this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs, Eats, Performs, brought to you by Runners Health Hub, helping female runners to be fitter, faster and stronger. We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now.
We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialling wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.